This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of the BCP. Yeah, round of applause because this is a big one. This is someone we've been waiting to talk to for a very long time. And coming off of his win at Val's Pals from the Val's Rumble, the first ever number one entrance into the Val's Rumble, please welcome to the show the man, the myth, the legend, the Dorito loving, Mr. Vinny Chenzo. Vinny, what's up, bro? How are you, man? What's up, guys? Thank you. Thank you, man. It's a, uh, an honor and a privilege to be on this show. I really appreciate you guys having me no, on. Bro, no, please, no, this no, guy. The this pleasure's guy. on this side. Um, so, man, so much to talk about. Uh, Vinny, I mean, what a great event last Saturday. I mean, arguably the greatest indie event of 2020, especially with everything going on in the world. I mean, what did it mean to you, first and foremost, to be a part of the whole event of Val's Pals Go to War? Um, dude, I, I got to say, like, I don't know if you guys know or if it's aware, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty candid dude and on my Facebook, I'm very forthcoming. I don't, uh, so if you have may not seen, I, I've worked in the field of uh, adults with disabilities for 15 years. I think I'm yeah, teetering 16. Um, oh, wow. I, I've worked with youth a, a few times in some per diem situations, but mo mostly adults. And I've worked in all kinds of shifts from like direct care to overnights to management. So like, uh, it just it holds a special place in my heart, like knowing how difficult just a, like a standard day for them is, let alone being at a wrestling show every month. And for them, they they go to like four or five different promotions, too. So, like, it's just awesome to, you know, reward that kind of consistency because, you know, like I, it, I'm trying to like, you know, it, Sorry if I got like emotional about this, but like you care, man. And dude, and that's a great like point. Like you, we can tell like you care about this. It's something close to you. Uh, obviously, you're close to the Falzerano family. So you, you know, you draw number one. You're in the Val's Pals first ever Rumble. You win it. You win the trophy. You have that great moment. We're all cheering for you. And then you just have that heartfelt speech. You're, you're like, I'm not Vinny Chenzo, the wrestler anymore. Uh, you know, I'm your friend. And just tell us like where that speech came from, man. That what a moment. Well, you know, like I had said to you guys, you know, I've been in this field for 16 years and I've dealt with everything from autism to downs to manic depressive to bipolar to any and every sort of fucking diet you can imagine. And like, you know, so whether it's like just from a healthy standpoint or working with their, you know, mental or emotional or handling their finances, you know, it's like there's it's just so much to, to say, because like for them, you know, we think we have battles like, you know, during Corona, you know. Some of us, it's, our battle is, oh, man, we didn't get our unemployment check fast enough when we got laid off or this or that. Yo, talk about, like, someone who has to wake up every night to change their kid, to make sure they don't get, you know, I'm not trying to be, like, yeah, no, I got you. or gross, but, like, that's, like, an everyday fucking thing. And the fact that they are still so loving and giving to our community, like, I, I know it's not the materialistic part, but this dude wore our T-shirt. Every day, once a day for 30 months. And, and like, you, nobody has to do that. But, man, like, that's just love. And, like, I, I know a lot of people got the wind sucked out of them when COVID hit for wrestling this year. But, like, seeing stuff like that, man, it's, like, it's fight or flight, you know? And, like, that shit pushes me on and inspires me. So that's where that speech came from. Like, that's, that's like I said, that was Vinny Santoriello, man. Like, that, I'll, I'll never... 
I, I said in there, like, I, I maybe go to TOD or Japan or something like that. You know, there, there's so many goals that I would like to have, but, like, sharing a moment like that, like, that's something I, I'll have with me forever. Very well said, man. And you even said in the speech, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, those 3 a.m. hospital visits, like, what they have to deal with every day. Um, you talk about, you know, that topping any goal, like you just said, man, that will be one of your greatest accomplishments. You talk about grit, man. So that was such a good speech. Uh, what a great moment. Um, but talking a little bit more about Bows Palace, throwing it back, pulling the curtain back a little bit. Uh, so we got to host the pre-show, obviously, uh, at Bows Palace, which is really a lot of fun. So we're a lot of firsts for Nunez and I. So we're we're prepping all week, like, how do we come out of the curtain? Like, you know, what do we do? So nervous. Like, we're running everything. <laughs> so we're like, we'll get there. We'll talk to Vinny. Like, we're working with Vinny, obviously. And, you know, we have an award show segment. Obviously, we know how those usually tend to end in the uh -huh. world of so I'm like, let's go, like, let's let's run this over with Vinny, like, oh, we're ahead. <laughs> so we go up to you, man, and I'm not complaining at all. No, 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 no. This, is, no, this is great. This is actually a compliment, but we come up to you, and we're like, hey, like, you know, want to be respectful, we want to do everything the right way, and you just go, let's just go out there and have fun, and we're just like, we're like, okay, like, we trust you, we'll do whatever, and it went great, man, it was awesome. Yeah, it went better than and, we expected. And that's a testament to you, just coming out there, getting on the mic, doing your thing, just like after you won the Rumble. And we're very appreciative uh, yes, for it. Yes, thank you so much. Um, but I think, uh, I think it, you know, looking back, it was the best way to go about it. So I want to hear a little bit about your philosophy when you go out there. I mean, obviously, you've been doing this for some time. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm familiar with you guys. Like, I know you guys know your shit. I know you guys love wrestling. Like I said to you guys out there, you know, and, and it's a lot, you know, especially with a goofball like me. You're like, you're going out there with this, like, midget Italian who's very much known for bringing out staple guns and stuff like that. Who knows if he's going to get crazy? So, like, you know, I just, I, in my case, I'd much rather put you guys at ease and have fun, you know, and that's what we did. Let's have fun, you know, and, like, I feel like when you're doing that and you're less like, it needs to be this, 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 this. Yeah. Be in the moment. People appreciate that. Very well said. And even you saying that right now, like, I feel like every time, you know, I'm out there, like, um, you know, I feel like, you know, we have no business being between the ropes because we're journalists, this and that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're very thankful for that opportunity to be part of such a great event. And we're thankful to you for that advice. And uh, I'm learning something every day when I talk to you. I talk to the announcers. Uh, about the business and i think that's great because uh i think we felt pretty good when we went out there man yeah yeah all the nerves went away yeah as soon as we walked through the well, for me anyway just like all the nerves went away which i thought was going to be the opposite yeah, yeah nah dude you guys killed it and like back to that like that the philosophy thing like you were saying man like you know how many times do you see wrestlers or announcers or whoever say that that's our home you know, and it is. Yeah. And granted, yes, like 99 percent of it is like physical action in there, but there's so many other moments to be made. Yeah, absolutely, man. Very well said, man. This is gold right now, man. I, I got to have like a notebook every time I talk to you guys, but uh, that was great. And thank you again, man. But more importantly, the question on everybody's mind right now, have you eaten Doritos out of the trophy yet? Oh, dude, so many times. <laughs> Love it. My That's poor awesome. girlfriend, I, I made her take, obviously it will it'll never be in public because like I take her head. But I did the uh, the Shawn Michaels with the with the trophy. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but if you did, I, I couldn't blame you, though, brother. No, dude, that would be awful. You can't do that with that kind of trophy. I'm just busting balls. I wouldn't do that. That's true. Yeah, no, yeah, I dude, I'm a furball. Nobody wants to see that shit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Nunez, what do you got for me, brother? Um, so we all we always enjoy a good origin story. You know, how did how did you get involved in wrestling? Like, were you a fan growing up? And if you were, like, who were some of your favorites, you know, and how'd you break into the business? 
Oh, 100%. Let's do it. Dude, that's, I'm very much a memory lane person. Um, obviously, watch wrestling like from the early get-go. I wanted to say, you know, I, I can't decipher five or six, but I imagine it was five or six. That was the first time it was on TV. Yeah. 100% remember my first event. Dad and Uncle Tony took me to the Philadelphia Spectrum. I believe it was Brett and Slaughter in the main event. And I was literally like three, like three rows away from getting the glasses. And like the kid that got it, like it totally pisses me off because like he had like snot running down his nose. I'll never forget it. And I'm like this little asshole, man. Like I came from Jersey, dude. I sat in the car and had to listen to my uncle yak, and I didn't even get these glasses. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess like most people, it stuck with me, man. You know, like and back, I guess if you could rewind to that era. You know, a lot of dudes and chicks my that we grew up my age, I'm 36, I'll be 36 next month, you know, we were looked at as nerds or whatever, you know, or yeah, exactly, yeah. dumb, you know, these are dudes running around in their underwear, it's stupid kind of vibes. But, you know, fuck that, be what you're about. I was about it, I wasn't ashamed of it. I was, yes. and that led to yarding, you know, which led to meeting new friends and then like you know so i guess until I, like sixth grade i was only really familiar with wwe and wcw and then uh i guess from yarding my friends got me in the czw which was like holy shit you know like ecw in high school was like all right you know and junior high was something then czw blew my mind because like these dudes are smashing each other with fucking light tubes and weed whackers this is nuts and then like the next match is like the, a lucha match you'll never like and see anyway so I fell in love with that, JAP, and then um, me and my friends would sneak our way on the, like, real corny indie shows and, like, lie about being trained, but, like, that didn't really pan out for us, you know? But <laughs> you know, it's like... I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like, we, we like, you know, it, a lot of it, too, was, like, they're like, oh, you know, these assholes who are like, oh, well, we know what they do, and they're on, like, backyard videos, so if they do it for us, people will go, wow, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But... Fast forward, I, I finish high school and I kind of get away from it, like the you know being involved thing. And I I come back and then I I'm married and I have kids and I'm not getting any younger. And uh, 2009, the Monster Factory reopened. Uh, Danny Cage, and uh, I, I think it was like late 2009, 2010. And me and my brother were one of the first with Anthony Bennett, uh, the first few ones in. Wow. And um, that was where the ride started. Uh, I mean, really started for me. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. In fact, that um, that was a fan question, if you don't mind me jumping ahead here. They were asking, why did you choose uh, the Monster Factory? I mean, a, a lot of great products coming out of there. And, of course, uh, Bennett, our good friend as well. Yeah. Um, dude, I love that place uh, uh, 100%. Like, you know, um, Danny uh, was just the most honest, so forthcoming, knowledgeable guy. He was never bullshit always real with you like told you what you need to work on and like that's a place that's not like some shindy you know what i mean that's a place that they you, they prep you for tv like if if you want a future in this business like you go to a place like the monster factory and like that's why they have the reputation that they do and um i was there for a few years and uh i you know it's it's one of those things there you know you know different vibes and you go different places but i'm so thankful for my time there because I'd be a shell of myself without it. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of good products coming out of the Monster Factory, some of our favorites right now, and a lot yeah. of potential behind them. And think, speaking about a lot of potential, or more importantly, more momentum, man, you're riding this wave right now, and I think you have a big match, correct me if I'm wrong, against 
Mr. Just Incredible tomorrow night at TCW Furious Intentions. What are your intentions for that match? That was terrible. Oh, no, it was um, great. My, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be – it might get gritty, man. So I, I don't know so. if you guys are familiar, like, with me again. Like, I, I kind of, like, fancy myself a, a versatile chameleon, like, you know – much like good music, you should be fluent in all genres. I'm not going to say I'm a luchador. I'm not going to say I'm a full-blown deathmatch guy. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, I want to I want to shock you. I, I want to keep you guessing. That's the best way to win, you know. it's If you get somebody out of nowhere, there's no chance of kicking out. So, like, my big thing is, I don't know. Oh. Like, I don't know if you guys, did you guys see the promo? I did. I, I think I see where you're going with this, man. Yeah, but uh, we can always edit it after the fact, but go ahead. <laughs> no, like, so So I've wrestled a lot of the ECW guys over the years, man. I've been in some bangers. I've been in bangers with Matt Tremont. I've been in bangers with Jeff Cannonball. I've been in bangers with Kirk. I've been in bangers with some heavy dudes. Yeah. I want Justin Incredible to come for a banger, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm hot shit. But I'm saying I'm going to go out there, and I'm not, like, this isn't just, oh, man, come see ECW Legend. I'm in there for a fight, dude. There's, and, and I don't think he wants to phone it in, man. I think the best move for Justin Incredible is to come out there and fight. And I'm hoping, like, he's in good health. I'm hoping he's ready to roll, because, like, I want to, you know, I want people to be like, wow. Every, you know, I, I want the memory of Justin Incredible, if he doesn't wrestle again after that, to be, dude, what a fucking night. I love that, man. I love that awesome. philosophy. You, you want to go after it, man. That's awesome. And um, it, it's interesting to me because, you know, like you talk about being kind of the potpourri of all the styles, man. Like, uh, I talk to a lot of deathmatch guys, and sometimes they say, like, hey, like, I kind of just want to do a technical match, you know? So it's good to, like, not always be classified as that one way, man. That being said, though, I see a match with you versus Just Incredible. I believe it's advertised as a regular singles match. I feel like there might be a little bit more to it. That's all I'm saying. But it is a singles match, just a straight up one on one uh, as advertised. I'm just saying it's not above or beyond me to fill a bag of Doritos with thumbtacks. It's happened. It may happen again. I can't say it won't, dude. I don't. I. I, I don't predict the future, dude. Can't make any promises. Please. I can't make any promises. Um, but you talk about facing the likes of ECW legends. Uh, obviously, we had Dreamer on the show not too long ago. He was great. We have the kendo stick over there, which is really, really cool. Um, do you have any, like, yeah, it's somewhere over there. It's, it's hiding behind Charlie over here. But basically, uh, do you have any, like, dreams of taking on some more of those? You know, you mentioned some of those ECW guys, uh, such as a Dreamer, a Sabu, an RVD. Um, where's your mind at? I've been in there with Sabu. Um, have you? Guys. Yeah. It, uh, it was actually Waylon Cage and Sabu versus me really? and Clay Sawyer. At a, a place, I'm sure you guys understand. I'm not going to make mention of them, but that's where it happened. But, uh, yeah, we wrestled there, and immediately after attacking Sabu, because me and Clay thought it was a good idea, and New Jack hit the ring and beat our ass in, um, quick, oh. very quickly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, you guys say Dreamer. I've been in there with Dream. What, what am I? I I'm sorry. i got to go on about this. My favorite moment oh. of my career was um, TJ Marconi and Tommy Dreamer versus me and Jeffrey Bravo. And just, we were, I, I think it was Bayville. Yeah, I want to say it was the Bayville Elks. And just an awesome crowd. So receptive. Totally with it. Like, loud as shit the entire match. And then at the end of it, like, who would have thought that uh, Big Van Vader comes out? And then just... Cleans house, dude. And this was, I, I don't know, timeline-wise where, you know, until his death, but, like, 
just awesome. Like a moment that you're just like, is this like fucking happening right now? You know? And like, so cool. yeah, I'm going to go after big man Vader. Fuck it. Nice. That's awesome, man. I mean, what a resume. And you've been doing this for some time, man. Uh, anyone else? Uh, well, this will be a two-parter here, man. Anyone else on the indies that you're looking to take on that you haven't taken on? And then uh, anyone on that national television level uh, that you would love to face? Uh, you can go past for the future. Oh, okay. Um, a total dream match. He's super inspiration for me. I love watching him. Um, I, I totally would want, I feel like I would need to up my game a million times just to, to be on this level, but I would love to wrestle Alex Shelley. Uh, dude, oh, that's good dude, choice. Dude, it's, dude's a samurai of so many styles, like so quick, so versatile. It, I just, I watch Alex Shelley matches and it just like, He's one of those guys who, whether it's in character or story, whatever, like, you think somebody's down and out, man, he's so good at just showing how resilient he is, resilient, and I just, I love that. Like, I want to fight somebody who I'm just, like, just where it's natural for me, not even, like, trying to be a pro wrestler, where I'm just like, shit, what does it got to take to put this dude down kind of deal, you know? Um, Homicide is definitely one of them, and Homicide's going to be there tomorrow, right? So again, things could be interesting. I, you know, he's he's one. I've wrestled Uncle Steve Mack. Uh, uh, I've re- I've been in there with Moff. I've been in there uh, a few of the other doghouse guys, and he's he's one man. I mean, just hom- I, I don't need to go on. It's homicide. That's awesome. Uh, who else right now? Um, oddly enough, Tony Cheney. Really, one that wouldn't um. Surprise you, but uh, the dude Tony Cheney, he's he's one I've watched from the uh, I don't know if you are too familiar with GTS or not, but uh, I, I, a little bit, yeah, I've seen a lot of those guys. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. so that's that's close to me, and those dudes were around those shows that I used to do for again, company not named, exactly. and uh, like I watched those dudes, and where GTS is kind of sketch comedy meets pro wrestling and like a hybrid <laughs> yeah. mix, I watched those dudes evolve from there and go on to indie shows and philly mike is one too like tony cheney who broke from the pack and i'm like watching these dudes and go at like finally go after it and like get away from just you know one promotion and like you know move their career on because like i i know for me like i'm not trying to get signed i'm i'm much rather i don't care if people you know say oh you know you you haven't traveled outside the east coast or indiana whatever dude that's fine i don't care dude i'm happy doing what i'm doing i don't answer anybody i'm People, that's why they ask me on shows because I'm good at what I do. <laughs> if you don't like that, you can fuck off. But um, I see anyway. Back, sorry to ramble on, but back. No, 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 But uh, from the pack, and I'm watching him get better and better. And he's one that I'd like to mix it up with. We we wrestled in a tag team match one time, but I feel like where he's at now, I could get a real banger out of him. Yeah, he's hungry too, man. I think we're having him on next week. Um, he was just in there with Tony Atlas a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's really putting in the work. He's trying to get all those opportunities, man. So uh, that would be a good one to see between you and him, man. Uh, and you touched on this, you know, not to be cliche, but we wanted to ask you about your goals moving forward. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure if something came along, obviously you would jump on it. But uh, you're saying, like, right now you're just kind of, like, happy with the way it's going. You've been doing it um, for some time, man. Would you ever look at, like, just training people? Or are you involved in training? Or what's... What's kind of your mentality, or could you expand on more of your goals? Oh, hell yeah. So, like, again, I'm super forthcoming. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people that needs to separate a wrestling Facebook from a personal Facebook and all that nerdy shit. 
but yeah. like, dude, I'm a family man, man. Like my, my life is my kids, dude. Um, they come before anything, my, my selfish dreams included. Um, I, I'm sure it sounded like an asshole name dropping before, but like to have so many made me so many memories in the 10 years that I've been doing this shit, like going at it that I'm good, man. Like I, I could stop doing it tomorrow and be happy with it. Like that. I, I feel like there's a lot of people that, I, I'm not saying just be okay with quitting. That's not the the idea of what I'm trying to convey here. But what I'm trying to say is like take pride in like you know they say wrestle every match like it's your last. Yeah, like fucking do that. Like be okay, you know, because there's life beyond wrestling. There's there's we're only in these bodies for so long, and wrestling's only one dream, you know. So I, I live it as long as you want. Absolutely, that's what I'm trying to do. But uh, yeah, that's like my take on on it. So. But for, like, goal-wise, like, it would be dope to do, like, one-offs for an AEW or something like that. Or, you know, Ring of Honor would be a place that if I could work a schedule with my kids and my, you know, family, I would love to do that on a regular basis. Ring of Honor has always been one of uh, my favorite places to watch. That's a great answer, man. And family first always, man. I, I really like that. That's great, yeah. Um, so I want to be respectful of your time, Vinny, but we did have, uh, you know, we put out a couple things on social media for fan questions, and we got a bunch of fan questions, man, if that's cool with you. Oh, dude, shoot away, dude. We'll talk about whatever you guys want. Let's do it. Uh, I guess you touched on this one already, but this is from our buddy Joe. He had a couple questions. He asked about the Monster Factor. You touched on that. Um, you did touch on this a little bit, but your inspiration to wrestle, uh, maybe it was like a certain guy or something like that, if you could expand on that just a little bit more. Inspiration to wrestle? Um, yeah. I guess the guys that really drew me into it and made me want to do it, um, like the most, <sighs> Mr. Perfect was one. Like, oh I just, man, dude, he had oh, just like, such swag. Just like, really did. Yeah, man. Like he just effortless, effortless. Uh, you know, I, I guess like I guess my answer is like the you know the Bret Hart's, the Shawn Michaels, the Bret's my guy. guys who could go. Um, not that I like I disliked, you know, the Hogan's or whatever, but like that was more when I was like five or six, kind of, you know, that that era. Uh, Jerry Lynn too. Jerry Lynn was one. Um, just all heart. He Very was, underrated. Yeah. Just could he could go out there? I mean, obviously everybody goes to a series with RVD, but uh, yeah, Jerry Lynn was one for me. Yeah. Great answer, man. Great, great answers, and thank you for expanding on that. Here's a fun one uh, from our. Uh, boy, Andrew, story. Uh, best discontinued Doritos product. Best discontinued. Uh, I can't yeah, even think like, of any, honestly. Yeah. Well, I guess um, what's your favorite Doritos, too? You know what? Like, I, there's so many different ones. Ranger Shane came through hard the other day, dude. He was all, they were from, like, Israel and Lebanon. I was just like, this is Oh, oh that's what that was. Okay, because I was looking at the labels. Like, what is that? Is it yeah. Doritos backwards? Yeah, they were from they were special order from other country, dude. It was dope. That's dude, it's really cool of them. Yeah, um, I always go to the taco flavor. Like that's my go-to. Like I love I love that one. The taco flavor with some salsa or some guac is like the banger. Yeah, those are awesome. Great question. And how and shout out to Ranger Shane by the way, our good friend Shane Fair. Um, how did it start with you for the Doritos? You just always been a Doritos guy. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, like me and Jeff Cannonball. Um, like, I, I don't know how it came in conversation. I guess, like, close to when we first met so many years ago, we were just, I, I, I don't know if we were eating Doritos backstage, but we loved it. And I think we ended up teaming that night on 
some one-off show and i think we were like two skinny guys who eat doritos or something and then like it just it, Not a bad it from there then like you know i made shirts and stuff and then like literally now for years fans bring doritos to shows all the time yeah and we got you man we're like we're gonna Dude. be Dude, I, that bag is devoured. Sorry. Hey man, we were, no, don't apologize. Yeah. We expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I could get him a couple small bags. We're going family size. Yeah. So we, we got you. And Nunez saved your hat, by the way. Uh, <laughs> dude, yes, thank you so much. I appreciate. I got that, you. I, I, I think yeah, that's right. I ran to you. I was like having a heart attack. This is one of my favorite beanies. <laughs> I got you, brother. I mean, you presented us with an award. At least I could do <laughs> yeah. keep your hat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right on, dude. Uh, another fan question from uh, our friend Miguel. He was asking your favorite match so far. You kind of touched on that already a little bit. Was it the, uh, what was it, Sabu, Dreamer? Um, my, my favorite match of my own? Yeah, your favorite match of your own so far. And you could also oh, say. I mean, those, those are some favorites. Um, I, I, I got to say growth-wise is what I, I feel like someone's favorite match of their own should be. That's the way I gauge it, and mine was against TJ Marconi and uh, Totowa, New Jersey. Um, it was just one of those, like, you know, we like I'm the pull the curtain deal. You know, we called whatever we called, but like we went out there, and it was just like we just felt it, and it was a completely different animal, and it was one of those okay. chemistry things, and just you look at each other and knew, and we knocked it out of the park. Like, we, like not trying to sound prideful, but like we had the fans literally the entire match in Totowa. And that building never saw wrestling. It was, I think there was like 500 there that night going back and forth, back and forth. TJ, five guys, TJ, Vinny, and my stable kind of thing. It was huge, man. It was just, I, it was one of those times where I was like, I, you, you can be prideful and go in the back and be like, we fucking did it tonight. Hey, good for you, man. And I'll touch on this, man, to get a little bit real. You mentioned five guys. Uh, I did my homework. I think we have some mutual friends. Uh, there's a lot going on with, like, the speaking out movement and all that stuff in the wrestling world. And people always say, like, you always take care of, uh, you know, your people and you always watch out for them. So, you know, round of applause, of course, for Vinny always looking out, man. Um, just any anything you want to say to kind of, like, the future of wrestling, like these wrestlers. Um, you know, we want to make this a little bit safer for everybody. We want to make things better. And in this Jersey area where we are, everything we've been a part of has been great. You know, some really great promotions, great people, great wrestlers, and that includes you. Uh, anything you want to say to some of these up-and-comers right now? Um, like you guys said before when we were talking about Cheney, like, stay hungry. If you stay hungry and do your homework and, and like, train, like, I, I know it's one of those things and it's become such a monotonous term. And wrestlers like kind of like hate to hear it now because especially with COVID when it's hard to do it, but find the opportunities, get in the fucking ring as much as you can. Take care of yourself while you're doing it. Be smart. Like don't let, if you have something nagging or lingering, go to the doctor. Don't be dumb. But otherwise be in the ring. Like when you're at a show, if you're at a show pre-show and you're, you know, don't, if somebody says, Hey, you know, put your hand up right away. Don't let them finish the sentence. Get in there. Always. Because wow. like anything, like, you know, it's, I teach my son this with soccer and it's so dope because I, he li- I like live vicariously through him now. Cause like when I kind of didn't give a shit about soccer, cause I thought I was going to be good at baseball and that kind of didn't pan out when I, and I was good at soccer, but I just didn't have the interest. My son loves it. Like just dedicate. Like it's, it's not, a, it's, this isn't brain surgery. Like there's, it's, we live in a day and age where there's, opportunities around every corner like go take them that's like the best advice i could give 
Really, really well said, man. And this year has been so weird, but we're so lucky to have wrestling and, and still have these opportunities. So we're very thankful for that. Uh, just a couple more fan questions real quick. People are asking about your dog. I saw a dog cameo in some of the comments. Tell us a little bit about being a dog dad. Oh, yeah. So that's my Peter Pooch. I, I, I was going to bring him on, but the, the girlfriend has him out right now. All um, good. But, uh, yeah, dude, he's he's a funny mix. He's, he's, um, he's, he's a pit, chihuahua, and... Um, I forget. It's I, I'm can't remember the name, but some other random breed. And people were like, a chihuahua in a pit. And I was like, yeah, dude, the hardest chihuahua in the world. <laughs> How big is he? Like, yeah, like, oh, dude, he's he's not like probably not even a, a foot and a half by like three. Yeah, he's super small. Yeah, he. But it's crazy because he has like the chihuahua ears with like a semi pit face. Yeah. Okay. That's I got. Wild. Yeah, because you can usually see it in the face because uh, Curcio. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like. It was small. I'm like, oh, that looks like a pit bull. And they get such a bad rap, man. I know so many sweet pit bulls. Oh, yeah, I grew out. up in, with my family. We've had all my yeah. cousins have had pit bulls. It's, yeah. It's amazing it's, dogs, dude. I love all dogs. Yeah. Yeah, that's us big, big dog people. But, uh, Vinny, again, want to be respectful of your time, man. This is great chatting with you. Uh, before we get out of here, we will get the shameless promo in, of course. But uh, tell everyone why they should come out and check out uh, Furian's Intentions tomorrow for TCW in Jackson, New Jersey. In Jackson, New Jersey, because you're going to see the odd soul, Vinny Chenzo, make a mockery of Albert Montoya. I'm just totally teasing. I'm not going to make a mockery. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to bring the fight to Justin Credible. I'm going to beat his ass. And that's what's going to happen. There it is. Done deal. I mean, we just sold 10 tickets, dude. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Hey, Vinny, tell everyone where everyone can follow you on social media, buy the merch, all that good stuff. All right. So you can uh, follow me on Twitter at OddSoulChenzo, on Facebook at VinnyChenzo, and then um, Instagram, I believe, is OddSoulChenzo, too. Dig it, man. Awesome, man. All right, Vinny. And if you do have any 8x10s, you know, we do need some over here in the uh, in the Bob Cave, man. So uh, we need I got you covered, stuff. brother. Oh, my man. And we'll bring you Doritos, as always, my man. That's right. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time, man. Uh, Continue yeah, success. You for it. And we'll see you tomorrow, my man. All right, let's do it. See you all tomorrow. All right, everyone. As we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We are out. Peace. Peace.